in a world where biblical truth has been modeled, Triumphant in Christ podcast is aimed at building hope, strengthening, inspiring, and unraveling the mysteries of faith, the Christian faith, and most importantly, restoring the old paths of Christian faith. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through her the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. Welcome to Triumphant in Christ. Hello and thank you for tuning in to Triumphant in Christ podcast once again today. Well, this is episode 2 on spiritual warfare. Know your weapons. I hope the last one has been a blessing to you. A quick recap on what we looked at on the last episode. We identified what spiritual warfare is. And spiritual warfare is a spiritual conflict or battle against demons, forces that try to influence our minds, influence our lives. And we also established that strong goods are formed by faulty mindsets, which we could have gained either by background, cultural background, experience, or even our environment. And we established the fact of spiritual warfare, knowing that spiritual warfare can actually be won because Jesus already won the victory for us. So there is no reason to fear. We also identified that spiritual warfare is spiritual. It cannot be seen, but it can be felt. And one of the quotes that we looked at there is that if the physical realm is, is um, the physical realm has the potential to impact us, then the spiritual realm has the potential for even a greater impact. So the things going on in the realm of the spirit can impact our lives. And we looked at some examples. We mentioned some examples of spiritual warfare, anger, fear, sexual sins, you know, um, laziness, pride, and all of that. So today we are trying to, we are going to be laying the foundation and going on into the weapons of our warfare. Remember 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they are not fleshly, they are not physical, they are not man-made, but they have the weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they have mighty through God. They are mighty in God. So we established that before we can engage in spiritual warfare, we have to be saved. And I hope you are saved. If you are yet to receive Jesus into your life, perhaps it's your first time of joining on this episode. I want to invite you to make that decision for Jesus today. Why do you need Jesus? Because if you're living in sin, you cannot engage in spiritual warfare. Sin simply opens the door for the enemy to infiltrate your life. And everyone was born in sin. So at some point, we make the decision for Jesus. I made a decision for Jesus. And if you do today, there will be a turnaround in your life. It starts with your mindset. You have to repent from your sins. Let me invite you to make that decision today before we go on on this episode. How do you want to, how do I make that decision, Teresa? That might be your question today. Well, I want you to turn to, I want you to, Choosing your heart that you are going to to stop making a practice of sin. Whatever sin means to you, whatever mistakes you know that you've been making against God. Sin is not against anyone, it's against God. So I want you to make that decision in your heart that you, you will stop making a practice of sin. You have to repent. How, how can I be born again, Teresa? Well, this is how to be born again. You repent of your sins and you turn to God. Repentance simply means a turning around. So you turn away from something and turn to something. You turn away from sinful lifestyle and you turn to God. You turn away from the world yourself and you turn to God. 
So you want to make that decision today. Say this short prayer after me with faith in your heart, knowing that God can hear you where you are. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today and I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I acknowledge that you sent Jesus into the world to die for our sins, that he rose again on the third day and is coming back for the church. Lord, today I repent from all my sins and I ask for forgiveness, Lord. I ask Jesus into my heart today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father, for receiving me into your family. I receive today the person of the Holy Spirit into my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, congratulations if you said that prayer. You are welcome into God's family. I'm happy to be a part of your story. Please, I would love to hear from you. Send the mail to Teresa Akintaro at yahoo.com. If you look up the information on the podcast website, you would find the mail. I would love to hear from you so that I can connect you with a Bible-believing church wherever you are. I'll be able to join in with you in your salvation walk. All right, thank you. So we go on to looking at the weapons of warfare. Know your weapons. Well, what are the weapons of our warfare? Someone once said, there is a battle going on. You must keep your eyes open and your sword sharp. Part of a weapon that we'll be looking at today is keeping our eyes open. How do we do that? By discerning. What do you mean, Teresa? Before you can fight any battle, you first of all need to identify what you're up against, the Zen. You need to identify what exactly is wrong here. What is the problem here? Is this just a feeling? Is this just an emotion? Or has this become a stronghold? Remember, stronghold are faulty mindsets. I gave an example of a lady that might have been in an abusive relationship or marriage in the past. Such person may have problems trusting men after that. And that might stop such person from entering into any marital relationship or any serious relationship if they are not yet married, if they've never experienced marriage before. Now that has become a stronghold. It is not just emotion. That has become a stronghold and you would need to break that stronghold to move on in life. Sometimes past failures become strongholds. In fact, you start to dream of that event again and again, and it holds you in captivity. Today, someone is receiving freedom from, from such events of past failures that represent itself when you have the very edge of breakthrough. Let us pray. Lord, I pray for anyone listening today that might have been held back in several ways in their life because of, of, of dreams and visions coming from past experiences, past failures. Father, I pray that today they receive freedom in the name of Jesus. Empower them, oh God, to be able to overcome that in Jesus' name. I pray that from this moment, they begin to see themselves as a victor and not a victim. Let them begin to see that they are free and they do not have to be bound. They do not have to live in bondage to that. Right now, I speak freedom because the word of God says, whoever the son of God, as the son of man has set free, is free indeed. Receive your liberty today in the name of Jesus. You will no longer be held captive by your dreams and visions. Be free in Jesus' name. Amen. So past experiences can actually constitute strongholds. So we need to identify, is this a stronghold or is this just an emotion? Is this just a feeling? How do you identify if it is a stronghold, the zenin? Well, one of the gifts of the spirit, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, is the zenin of spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 7 says, But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, 
to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirit, to another diverse kind of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. Now, all of these are given by the same spirit, the Holy Spirit. And it can give to any man at will. That's at God's will. So what are we talking about here? First of all, you need to identify what your hope against. You need to discern. How do you discern? You discern by asking the Holy Spirit, asking the Lord in prayer to help you identify what the problem is. What is the zenning of spirit, first of all? The zenning of spirit is an ability to see into the realm of the spirit. An ability to differentiate between spirit, whether good or bad spirit, whether demonic or good spirit, God's spirit definitely around. You know, sometimes people are even in church and they speak words of prophecy and you will think, oh, that's from God. Except you are walking in the gift of discerning of spirit. You will not be able to identify when someone is speaking under demonic influences. Now, as believers, as Christians, we have to be sound in the word of God. This series on spiritual warfare, I'm not going to be basing it on human doctrine, but it has to be solidly only based on the word of God, the word doctrine, not Teresa's word. I have no opinion on any matter, but that's which the word of God says. And we're going to be looking at the word of God on this. So the zenning of spirit will help us, first of all, know what we are up against, because when we know what we are up against, then we will know how to fight. So the number one weapon is identifying the enemy. What is the stronghold here? Is it anger? What exactly is the stronghold holding me back from entering into God's purposes? Is it fear of failure? Is it family background? What is that stronghold? Is it cultural mindset? We have to break those strongholds. It is time to pull down strongholds. It is time to pull down strongholds. I'm getting hungry in my spirit because I know that so many times strongholds have hindered hers. Even myself in the past, certain strongholds have hindered me from enjoying what God wants me to enjoy in that moment. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. If we are held bound by strongholds, then, then what did Christ die for? Christ died so that we can have a full life, life in abundance. Let's look at the scripture. For an example of the zenith of spirit, remember I just mentioned that sometimes even in the church, people can give a word of prophecy or even outside. They speak to you and they tell you good things. They say, oh, yeah, 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 maybe God is speaking. Well, you need to identify, first of all, what spirit is speaking. We must be discerning to know what is operating around us. And we cannot be discerning except we are living in God, except we are in Christ and we are living by the spirit of God. You know, the Bible said in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, that we do not, we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. And if 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 says, we walk not after the flesh. We do not walk after the flesh. Even though we may live in the flesh, we are not warring. So our battle is not according to human knowledge. It's not according to human power. It is by God's spirit, God's power. So we need to be discerning at all times. An example of the zenith of spirit here. Why is it important? In Acts chapter 16, Paul was preaching, you know, and um, in, in Acts, this was Paul in Europe. In Acts chapter 16, Paul was preaching and a little girl came, a damsel came, and she was, she, she, she seemed to be affirming what Paul was saying in verse 16. He said, and it came to pass as 
as they went in prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her master's much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and horse and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God. That in itself is not harmful. She seemed to be saying who they are. Yes, they are servants of God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Yet yeah, they were there to preach salvation. So you would wonder, how could it have been by, by, by a demonic spirit? Look at this. And, did, and this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, he was upset in the spirit, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, do you see why salvation is important? Paul could only command in the name of Jesus Christ. So even when we identify the, 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 what we are up against, if we are not saved, we cannot fight. We cannot war in spiritual warfare. Salvation is important. It is in Christ that we overcome. Remember, the weapons of our warfare are mighty true God. In Christ, true God, that's when our weapons are effective. Paul was able to identify that this lady was speaking by demonic spirit because he was full of the Holy Spirit. Dear believer, we have to believe in our lives full of the Holy Spirit. We have to believe in our lives full of the Holy Spirit every day, conversing, communicating with the Holy Spirit, asking for his guidance, his help. In fact, how can we even live in this world without the Holy Spirit? Even Jesus, the very son of God, could not step into his assignment until he received the Holy Spirit. And everything that he did was by the Spirit. He kept saying, what I see my father do, that do I do. I do the same. So when we are full of the Holy Spirit, we are able to know per time and discern what is happening around us. What is God doing? Or if there is a contrary spirit around, we are able to discern and we are able to take authority over such spirit so remember before we can fight in any spiritual warfare we have to discern we have to identify what are we up against when we identify what we are up against it means that we are ready for the battle we are ready when you identify what you're up against it means you're well equipped for the battle another example here is david what do you mean, Teresa? What kind of warfare was David engaging? Let me show you something interesting. Let's go to in, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 17. You know, when David brought food to his brothers at the war front, he, he, he heard the threat that Goliath was making. Everyone called Goliath Goliath. Everyone knew Goliath as Goliath, uh, the, the, the head of the Philistine army. You know, and, and David came to Saul and said in verse 34 of 1 Samuel 17, he said, Your servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and he took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him. That's he killed the, the, the bear and, and the lion and, and delivered the lamb out of the mouth of the lion. And when he rose up against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Every time I read that part, I'm always thinking, who is this boy? Who is this boy called David? Killing lion, killing bear. And that is, see, God has made us victors. We might be small in the physical realm. We might look small. In fact, it may look like we seem not to have influence. But I tell you, you have a greater influence when you know who you are in Christ. Except we know who we are in Christ, we cannot fight in spiritual battles, spiritual warfare. And verse 36, David said to Saul, Your servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine. 
shall be as one of them. David, as a little boy, was confident that Goliath will be slain. Why? Not because David had physical weapons. Remember, the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly. They are not physical. David did not have the same weapon that Goliath had for battle. No, I need you to understand this. David had a spiritual weapon. He knew who he was in God. I'm going to show you something interesting here. He said, these uncircumcised Philistines shall be as one of them, seeing he has defiled the armies of the living God. David identified covenant covering. David identified that Goliath was not a man of covenant. He discerned that Goliath had no relationship with God. What has circumcision got to do with winning battle? Uncircumcision simply means he is not covered by the covenant that God has made with Abraham, by the covenant that covers the Israelites and gives them victory at every battlefront. Uncircumcision to David means that Goliath was already a dead man before God because David knew that he was covered by covenant. Now, remember I said, the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. By the blood of Jesus, you are covenant covered. By salvation, you are covenant covered. So you know that you have victory in what you are up against. You, if, when you, David identified the zenning what you are up against is identifying what you are up against. Identify the source of the problem. Is it from my family background? Yeah, that's okay. But now I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians five seventeen. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. I Teresa, I am a new creation in Christ. I am separated from my mother's household and father's household. They are not my enemy. No, but you see, my bloodline is changed the moment that I came into Christ. I am a new creation. So I identify that I'm under a covenant. I am covered by covenant. Therefore, this, this stronghold should not be playing in my life anymore. David understood covenant covering and he knew that it was an assault. It was an insult for Goliath to be threatening God's army because he was not under covenant. Now, Paul understood the covenant that he had in Christ, the covering that he has by the blood of Jesus. And he knew that he was an insult for a demon to be following them in their ministry. And he sent this demon out of the girl. When you identify what you are up against, then you are able to engage the weapons that God has provided in his word. The weapons that God has provided for you as a child of God. The weapons of our warfare, they are not fleshly made. They are not human made, but they are mighty through God. The fact they are not human made does not mean they cannot win. Look at David. He killed Goliath. He brought Goliath down by what? A stone. By stone. And Goliath had all the spear and all everything you can think of that a soldier should have for battle. How did it happen? Because it is a powerful weapon in the hands of a boy who trusted in God. When you identify what you are up against and you are already covenant covered, you are positioned for victory. This is the start of victory. Now that we know what it means to come into spiritual warfare, what now that we know what spiritual warfare means, this is the moment for us to identify what we are up against. The issue in your life that you are struggling with, is it as a result of stronghold or is it just emotion? One of the ways to break free from strongholds that are formed in our life as a result of past experiences is that when you come out of those experiences, ask God for healing. Except you truly heal, those things will become a stronghold in your life. Well, maybe you're listening today and you've been hurt in the past or you're carrying unforgiveness in your heart. 
I want you to know God cannot help you with such things. Bitterness can become a strong good. From experience, I will tell you, in fact, bitterness or unforgiveness can lead to witchcraft. Well, Teresa, witchcraft? Yeah, witchcraft. Witchcraft is not until you're flying. Witchcraft is in your mind. It takes you to the point of manipulation, control, uncontrollable hunger. And you begin to breathe in your heart, strive, envy, jealousy. Unforgiveness is an evil root that you do not want to permit in you. So maybe you're listening to me today and you've identified some stronghold in your life. Let us pray in this moment. We'll go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We'll read 3 to 5 and see how we're going to win this battle. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3. To five says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they are not fleshly, but they are mighty true God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into captivity, every thought to the, to the obedience of Christ. Have you identified something in your life that is a stronghold? Let us bring it to obedience of Christ in this moment. Let us bring it to, to the submission. Let's, let's bring it to submission. Let's bring it to submit to God. Let's lay it down at the feet of the Lord Jesus today. Why don't we pray together now? Oh, Father, we thank you for your word is true and your word is alive. Lord, we've identified certain strongholds, Lord, today. And we, we choose to submit to you. We lay it down, Father. We bring those strongholds into captivity. We bind them right now in the name of Jesus and we tear them down. We know, Jesus, that you have made a public show of forces. You triumph over them in death, even the death of the cross. You made a public show of principalities, of powers. And we know that those, they, those things have been destroyed, Lord. The, the mindsets that seem to be holding us back from enjoying the fullness of what you died for. Lord, today we identify them and we bind them. We bring them to submission right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for my friends, wherever they are listening to this, that whatever mindsets they've been able to identify, whatever stronghold is in their life, that they've been able to identify. Father, today we submit them to your authority in the name of Jesus. And we say that we are free from the strongholds in the name of Jesus. We receive liberty today in our minds in the name of Jesus. I pray for anyone that is struggling with unforgiveness today receive healing from your past heart in jesus name and receive release in your heart release those people in your heart in the name of jesus father i pray for anyone that has been held captive because of past hurts lord because of past failures father i pray release for them today and total healing so that they can enjoy what you have in store for them oh thank you lord jesus because you love us father and you make all things all things all things you have you have prepared you're prepared um, blessings for us. You want us to enjoy all things, all blessings. Thank you, Father, for the victory that you have given us through Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you because we know that you have given us the victory and we affirm it today. We declare the victory in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, for answered prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me once again today. I hope this has been a blessing to you. Do you have a friend around you or a family member? And you, as you were listening, you thought of them. You think, oh, they need to hear this. Is it that they've been talking to you about it? Or, you know, no, they just need to hear this. Why don't you be a blessing to them and share this episode with them? Well, join me on the next episode as we'll still continue on overcoming spiritual warfare. On spiritual warfare, know your weapons. 
Thank you once again. God bless you. Till next time, I hope you engage the truth that you know. Identify those things that need. Why don't you take moment even after this podcast and examine your life? Except we truly see down and examine ourselves and examine our lives. We cannot identify the strongholds that may be holding us back from entering into God's purposes. And having identified some things in our life, then we know that we are rightly positioned for victory over those things. Remember, spiritual warfare is spiritual. It cannot be seen, but it can be felt. It has a greater impact on our life. And also remember that in Christ, we have victory over all things. Remember that warfare can be handed. It does not have to be forever. And I want you to also remember that to fight any warfare, you have to be saved. And I hope you've made that decision for God. Also remember, you've got to identify what you're up against. What is that stronghold that has been holding you back? Take time to identify it today and bring it to total sub, sub, submission to the authority of Christ. Well, join me again next week on the next episode as we continue looking at Know Your Weapons on Spiritual Warfare. God bless you. Bye for now.